This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. The debate about abortion continues. Faith communities and secularists are hard at odds over that issue. But one area where both sides should be in agreement is opposition to child sexual abuse. But that's not the case. The pro-abortion side ardently supports Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider. But Planned Parenthood also has a long history of covering up child sexual abuse. The pro-life organization, Live Action, released a report in March that documents many incidents going back 12 years where the abortion provider refused to report cases of child abuse, statutory rape, and human trafficking to authorities as required by law. The report's drawn the attention of lawmakers, as 55 members of Congress are now asking the Department of Health and Human Services to investigate Planned Parenthood. I speak with Live Action spokeswoman Allison Centafonte about this report on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. The Oregon Supreme Court denied review in the case of Aaron and Melissa Klein, owners of Sweet Cakes by Melissa. Sweet Cakes is a specialty bakery that declined to make a cake celebrating a same-sex wedding. The Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industry shut down the bakery and fined the Kleins $135,000, claiming discrimination. First Liberty, which represents the Kleins, asked the Oregon Supreme Court to reconsider the case in the light of the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision. The Oregon court refused. First Liberty says they will now appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Yesterday, attorneys for First Liberty and Jones Day filed a petition for a writ of certiorari with the Supreme Court of the United States on behalf of the American Legion, asking the nine justices to reverse a lower court decision that could lead to the bulldozing of the Bladenburg World War I Veterans Memorial in Prince George's County, Maryland. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit had reversed a district court decision declaring that the cross shape of the memorial violates the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment to the Constitution. Planned Parenthood opened two new abortion businesses Monday on the East and Gulf Coasts. Planned Parenthood's new abortion facilities are located in Tallahassee, Florida and Elizabeth, New Jersey. It appears that both will sell abortions up to 10 weeks of pregnancy. Immigration and Customs Enforcement is spearheading an effort to bring awareness to female genital mutilation with the launch of Operation Limelight USA. The initiative, which began on June 19th at Newark International Airport, is designed to inform passengers traveling to countries that have high risk for such practices, as well as the potential criminal immigration and child protective consequences of transporting a child to another country to perform female genital mutilation. Female genital mutilation is either specifically outlawed or falls under child abuse statutes within the United States. However, in April of 2017, a Detroit emergency room physician was arrested and charged with performing female genital mutilation on girls of 6 to 8 years of age. A Florida man is charged with threatening to kill Republican Representative Bill Mast's children. The man, identified as Lawrence Wayne Key, called the congressman's Washington office, telling an intern who answered the phone, quote, I'm going to find the congressman's kids and kill them. 
Kiefke's social media pages show that he's active with the Democratic Party as a volunteer in Marlin County and has also regularly volunteered for Planned Parenthood. World Lutheran News Digest will be back right after these messages. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. have a question or comment for us at Worldwide KFUO, it's easy to contact us on our website, kfuoam.org. On our homepage, click on Contact Us, where you'll find a map and directions to the station, our telephone numbers, and an online contact form. You can also send an email to our in-studio account, kfuo at kfuo.org. We'd be happy to hear from you today. Thanks for listening to Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Este é Notícias Luteranas pelo Mundo. This is Raw Lutheran News Digest. I'm Raw Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. My guest today is Miss Allison Santafonte of Live Action. Allison, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and about live action? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Kip. And uh, my name is Allison Sanafonte. I am the Director of Strategic Communications here at Live Action. And Live Action is a pro-life group that is dedicated to educating, informing, and inspiring the pro-life movement and those who see the beauty of life and uh, the, want to be an advocate for women. And so it's been a joy to join the team, and uh, we just recently promoted our first uh, big report while I've been on the team. Uh, we've, Live Action's been around for a, longer than a decade now, but I have joined on to help just really share what we're doing, the vision. Many of you may recognize the name of Lila Rose, who is our founder and our CEO, our founder and president, excuse me, and she has just had such an amazing vision of making sure that those stories that need to be told are told, and we do that through Live Action News, our news outlet. You can find that on our website. And also just being a winsome, kind, loving um, voice in the fight for life and women. One of the things that Live Action just recently did was it uh, produced a report last month, I believe it was, on Planned Parenthood. Now, everyone knows about Planned Parenthood being an abortion business, but this went a little bit further. This report says that Planned Parenthood not only is in the abortion business, but they've been covering up child sexual abuse. I mean, that's that's criminal. It's uh, an investigative report last week with a seven-part docu-series. So the videos, there's seven of them, 
align with an investigative report that we release. It's available online to the public to see the case, the growing body of evidence that shows Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider, an organization that we fund with our taxpayer dollars every day, failing to report sexual abuse when it is in front of them, failing to help girls as young as 13 or 14 who are in abusive situations, sometimes with someone in their family, a father or a stepfather or foster care brother, sometimes someone outside of the family, but with men much older than them and they tell Planned Parenthood what happened, and instead of helping these young girls, Planned Parenthood gives them an abortion and sends them right back into the arms of their abusers. And this is a systemic, decades-long cover-up of abuse. We have victim testimonials. There are managers of former former Planned Parenthood managers and employees that talk about just what this looks like. The, the report is so fascinating. Now, aren't there actual laws that state that if a, a, a girl of a certain age comes in and, and, and exhibits a, a sign of sexual abuse, for example, a 12-year-old mm-hmm. comes in pregnant, I mean, that's that's got to be sort of a hit in the head that there's something wrong here. And aren't there laws that require this reporting? Yes. Yes, thankfully so. I mean, we have, there's a huge problem in this country with sex abuse. There's a huge problem in this country with sex trafficking. And so states and federal government have stepped up and put laws into place that require people, certain types of professions, to be mandatory reporters. So you are legally obligated to report suspected abuse. That would be teachers or uh, priests or um, even you know, medical professionals, especially those that are inside of a, an abortion clinic, physicians who are often administering those abortions are definitely mandatory reporters, which means they are to be looking for, they are to be trained how to report suspected abuse, suspected child abuse. And yet case after case shows that that's not happening at the nation's largest abortion clinic. And so you really have to think about where you would go if you were an abuser of a young girl. Where do you go to hide the evidence of your sexual crime? And abortion enables that abuse. Planned Parenthood is able to take our tax dollars and market their services to the nation. And we know that it has become an an abuser's safe haven because Planned Parenthood just doesn't ask questions. In the report, there is a study published by the Beasley Institute at uh, Loyola University in Chicago, and a wonderful woman named Laura Ledner did this, uh, conducted a study and a survey of over 100 sex trafficking survivors, survivors of the worst sex slavery in the country. And they asked them a lot of questions, but part of that was where they most often received medical treatment. And the survivors of sex trafficking self-reported being taken to Planned Parenthood most, only second to emergency rooms. And when asked why, why did you, why were you taken to Planned Parenthood? I mean, they said it by name. They didn't say abortion clinics. They said Planned Parenthood. They were, they said, because, quote, they didn't ask any questions. So that right there shows us a huge problem. I, I seem to recall that a couple of years ago, uh, the Center for Medical Progress uh, did an undercover video that specifically had a, uh, a Planned Parenthood person talking about how they 
they ignore the law on certain sex abuse cases. And uh, I, supposedly after that, Planned Parenthood said, well, this is not right. We're going to have a uh, series of, 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 of uh, teaching things with our people, telling them not to do this. Well, actually, it turned out that the session was how to detect that you're on an undercover camera. Mm-hmm. It really was. And actually, we talk about that in the report. Uh, the After live action and uh, others have, have done undercover videos, specifically ones that showed employees aiding and abetting sex traffickers, uh, where a girl like Lila Rose would go in and, and uh, pretend to be as young as 13 years old with a 31, 31-year-old boyfriend. Uh, the Planned Parenthood employees would say, look, don't tell me the age. Say it was a student. I, I don't want to hear the age of your partner. Uh, Planned Parenthood promised to retrain. They did fire one person, but let's be clear, they fired one person and did a quote-unquote retraining where we, we found out through a woman named Ramona Trevino who attended that training that, in fact, they pulled down a white screen and showed the undercover videos. They said, this is how you avoid, this is how you spot an undercover investigator, undercover journalist. And Ramona Trevino, a Planned Parenthood employee, raised her hand and said, when are we going to get started with the training? When are we going to learn how to actually report suspected abuse, how to look for signs of suspected abuse, what to do? And they, they kind of hushed her and said, oh, Ramona, oh, Ramona, that's not why we're here today. And so that it, they lied to the public. And that's something we need to con- we're continuing to remind people is that they've lied to the public. They hired one person and they claimed to do a retraining. But we, this has not changed. There is a culture of cover-up. Other Planned Parenthood employees have talked about the fear that they had to actually report suspected abuse, that they actually they said there would be too much red tape. They knew that uh, it, would, it wasn't encouraged at their clinic. And when you hear these firsthand testimonials, um, it breaks your heart because, really, we are funding this organization. They are at sometimes the point of intervention for sex abuse victims, sex trafficking victims, and they are failing them over and over again. And, and so it's, again, why we believe, one of the many reasons why we believe we need to defund Planned Parenthood and taxpayer dollars and redirect those funds to better places for women, community health centers and others that take care of women, that do, they're not caught up in all of this corruption and scandal that abortion drives them to be a part of. Oh, you mentioned uh, funding. Did, didn't President Trump just recently take action under Title 10 to restrict that funding to Planned Parenthood? Yes, yes, great. Yeah, absolutely. These new Title X regulations are a wonderful victory. Uh, for those who don't know, Title X funding is, is quote-unquote family planning funds that the, uh, the Health and Human Services administers across the country. Now, Planned Parenthood has been a major recipient of those funds, almost $60 million annually. And so recently, President Trump's administration and HHS announced that anyone receiving Title X funds would need to do three important things. Number one, they could not perform abortions. Number two, they couldn't co-locate with abortion clinics. And number three, they would need to document how they are handling cases of suspected abuse. Those are all wonderful things uh, to be making sure that these Title X recipients do. And it's also hard-hitting to Planned Parenthood because they, as you know, perform abortions, at times co-locate with abortion clinics, and have a serious problem 
with reporting sus suspected sexual abuse. So we absolutely are in favor of those Title X regs because it will help women, it will protect the lives of the unborn, and it will help women, particularly in extremely dangerous situations, abusive situations. Um, so uh, we are calling on uh, pro-lifers to get involved, make comments to HHS, and encourage uh, HHS to pass these new Title X regulations. Well, as we've discussed, there is obviously some, some law-breaking involved here. Has law enforcement been involved? Are, are uh, U.S. attorneys or, or uh, state prosecutors getting interested in this? The report showcases cases where girls turned around and sued Planned Parenthood, which are very interesting to read about what that looks like. But just last week, thankfully, 56 members of Congress joined on to a letter calling for a federal investigation. This is a huge win. We really are so thankful for those brave voices in Congress who have read the report, who watched these videos and said, we've got to stop this. So they have, they have signed on to a letter that asks HHS, Health and Human Services, to investigate how widespread this criminal activity is, how widespread the abuse is. Because again, Kip, we, we only really know of the stories of that we've been presented. We only know of those girls who were brave enough, who had the resources enough to sue Planned Parenthood. There are so many who, you know, as story after story of sexual abuse comes out, even in our society, those are the rich and famous who are able to now speak out about what they've been through. There are so many girls and women who do not have the resources to, to tell their story, to get national media coverage, to sue their abuser and those who enabled the abuse. And so we are asking HHS to investigate whether Title X funds were being received at the time by these affiliates um, and to really kind of push the ball forward to highlight that this is this has not changed and serious action needs to be taken. And you say this has been going on for decades? Absolutely. Think about what abortion does. I mean, not only to a woman, and we believe abortion is abuse. Abortion itself is an abuse. And because Planned Parenthood is the nation's largest abortion provider, we need to remove taxpayer dollars from it. We hope to make abortion unthinkable and obsolete in our country. We should be making it so women are supported. A life is brought into this world and support it. Um, but also, you know, the fact that right now Congress has has called for a federal investigation into Planned Parenthood, and most major media networks have not picked this story up. We just we, there's such a story here about listening to these girls, listening to their stories, hearing them, and speaking up for them. So it's been a it's been a joy of mine to get to do that, to get to encourage uh, the media to hear these stories. That this is a part of the problem. These abortion clinics are a part of the sexual abuse pandemic because it allows abuse to continue when those points of intervention do not follow the law and report the abuse. One interesting thing I found was actually in the was actually in the Planned Parenthood uh, uh, annual report. Uh, now you may know that uh, one third of their one third of their funding uh, actually comes from the federal government, but it's always supposed to be a reimbursement things along that line. And you also hear the claim that only three percent of their business is abortion. Well, according to their report. What they'll do is there's an abortion performed, but there's also X, Y, and Z things that are done for that same person. 
and those are all listed as separate care categories. And then when you look at their revenue section, one half of their revenue, non-governmental revenue, comes from abortion. Mm. One half. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this we're talking millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars annually. Yes, absolutely. Um, a recent Heritage Foundation uh, piece published just about a week ago said that Planned Parenthood has received over $1.5 billion, billion with a B, taxpayer dollars in the last three years alone. Imagine, so I push back on, imagine what we could do with that sort of funding to actually help women and families, to help single moms, to help those who are less fortunate and don't have familial support um, and church support of their pregnancy. That, I think, could change society. And so I think that that's a, kind of, that's, to me, a good reminder that we're not just calling for the defunding of Planned Parenthood because of the abortions that they're committing and for the corruption that's taking place inside their walls, that their own abortion quotas that they've talked about have driven their own employees to fail to really help women. I mean, that's huge. If you think about the fact that, well, here's a young girl in front of me telling me she's being abused. And even if on a subconscious level, you think reporting this is going to take a lot of red tape, but not reporting it and administering an abortion would maybe get me closer to my abortion quota where maybe I'll get a pizza party. I mean, really, I'm not being um, busy. A pizza party is what's promised at times if you can meet your abortion quota for the month or the quarter. Um, instead of reporting it, we're, we're calling for the defunding of Planned Parenthood because redirecting those funds would really help women, would really help us as society to be a society of life, to be a society that supports women in every situation, tells them they are strong enough, they are not alone, and they can succeed. So um, so really, I, I really am grateful for you and others who have covered this uh, report and the opportunity it gives us. To, to sometimes, I think, make friends with those who might not agree with us always on the abortion issue, that we should all be able to look and say, look at what abortion is driving the abortion clinic to do. They're putting abortion as number one, even over the health and wellness, safety of those that are in front of them. And as you pointed out, we may never agree on abortion, but everybody has got to agree that sex trafficking of minors is wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's no defense for it. Absolutely none. Absolutely, Kev. Absolutely. And guys, men and women alike should join arms and push back against this. You know, there's the Me Too movement happening right now, the Time's Up movement. These are national conversations about the prevalence of sexual abuse. The founder of the Me Too movement, her name is Tarana Burke, and she said, this isn't just about individuals and calling out individuals like Harvey Weinstein. This is about looking at the systems that enable abuse to continue. And so I agree with her. We need to look at all systems that enable abuse. And Planned Parenthood is a very big part of that. So this, this investigation, this national attention onto this important issue and just how they fit into the problem. You know, their, their own president or former president, Cecile Richards, said on national television, we see sex abuse victims every day when she was trying, you know, talking about the Me Too movement in Time's Up. She said herself, we see these victims every day. The problem is how they're treating them and that they think abortion is the solution uh, for all of their problems. And 
former Planned Parenthood employees have said, in fact, we felt like that was all we could do. All we could do was give them an abortion and send them back. We couldn't help what was going on at home. That's terrible. That is a failure of massive levels to send a girl back into the arms of her abuser to sometimes suffer years and years, decades of continued abuse. It could have been stopped. It should have been stopped. And an organization that fails to do that should not receive our taxpayer funds needs to be called out for their failure uh, to hold their employees accountable, to follow the state law. Also in the report, our health department, health department reports, um, talking exactly about what we're talking about here. It's, it's a growing body of evidence, and I don't think it ends. This, this does not end now. It, it, it will hopefully end when we really, these Title X regs are passed, and we can show that this has been a widespread problem. And sex abuse and sex trafficking, you can you could almost say that Planned Parenthood is, is profiting from that. Well, they're definitely profiting from abortions, absolutely. Allison, you mentioned about the videos, and of course there's this report. How can the public, how can our audience access these videos that you're talking about and get to the report. How can they find out what's going on here? It's liveaction.org. You can go right there, liveaction.org. The title of the report is Aiding Abusers. So if you want to, go to liveaction.org slash abusers, or you can just go to our website, liveaction.org, and find the report, watch the videos, share them, please. Share them with your friends and family. We're seeing great conversations start from these videos, from sharing the report, just to get a conversation going with those folks who you know that may be supporters or may be on the fence or even just very pro-life to talk about this angle that I don't think people know enough about, I don't think people talk enough about, and this is giving a great opportunity to do so. And you can also forward these reports, say, to state lawmakers or your congressman, your senator. Let them know what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a part of the website that actually allows you to contact your member of Congress directly and let them hear from you. There's also a petition on there where you can sign on to defund Planned Parenthood. A couple great items, action items there on that website. And the videos are also available uh, at the same website, correct? They're available on that website, yep, on YouTube, on the live action channel, and also on our Facebook. You can find them there. Allison, I want to thank you so much for being on the program and bringing to light this, this horrible situation. And maybe, God willing, we can do something about it. Thank you, Kip. Thank you for covering it. Anytime. God bless you. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.